2021. It was a time. Yeah, what can we say about 2021? It's over. It's finished. It's done. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, she gone. She gone. I don't mean this wrong at all, at all, at all. But in some ways, it's sort of one of those good riddance kind of a moments. I know that as Christians, um, we need to be giving thanks in all circumstances and looking for joy uh, in the Lord in all circumstances and to be thankful for every day that the Lord gives us because really and truly every day is a gift. But good grief about 2021. It was, it was a ride. You look at some of the things, some of the challenges that have been going on in the world. And we're not even talking about the church right now. We're talking about the world you look at how COVID has just run rampant and it's done this and then this and then this and this. It's been wild. One minute we're going green. Remember last summer? We're going green. Now, whew, that carpet is like quickly removed from under our feet. Um, then you look at other things going on in the world and you see the anger and you see the hostility and you see the division and you see the, the hatred that just seems to have increased a lot in the last year and it's kind of uncomfortable and it's a tumultuous time. And then you look at even just a few days ago to put the, not in a good way, cherry on top, like Betty White died right at the end of the year. It's not great. It kind of summed up 2021. And churches too, churches had their own set of challenges. I don't mean just our church. I think every church everywhere had lots of challenges in 2021. You, um, again, think of COVID and how COVID has affected the way that people do church. You think of, for our church last year, like we had plans to do certain things and at the last minute we had to pivot and couldn't do them at all or that way anymore. We had like quite a bit of that last year and at times that can be frustrating, that can be challenging. Uh, I know for us in, in our still somewhat new to us building, we haven't been able to like fully sink our teeth into doing everything we've wanted to do in here because there's restrictions, there's limitations, there's this, there's that, there's, there's other things. There have been challenges. And the other one I want to bring up pertaining to church is, and I don't mean to make this uncomfortable for anybody, but it's one of those things we kind of all know and we kind of all see and I want to just address it. Like there are some that, may have been with us at the start of 2021 who might not be with us at the start of 2022, whether people have moved away or they've moved on or people have passed away or whatever, like the landscape of our church kind of looks different than it did. And in some ways that can kind of be heavy on our hearts. So it was a challenging year in some ways. I think we all have kind of agreed on that. But what I wanna do, I wanna make absolutely sure as we consider 2021, I want to make absolutely sure that we all understand that though it was a challenging year, though it had its moments, uh, we may not all be like trying to make a photo album of all the, all the things that happened in 2021, there were still good things. Here's, here's sometimes what happens in our minds. We think when we're in a bad season, a bad stretch, a bad time, a bad way, we can kind of convince ourselves, well, everything's bad. Everything's bad right now. And when we get into that mindset, what we risk doing is missing out on the good things, the blessings from God, the provision of God, the of God. And I don't want us to be a people who forget or forget to acknowledge all that God has done in recent times. It says in Isaiah 46, 9, God is talking. He says, 
Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. So he doesn't just say remember old things, the former things, just because I say so, though that is valid. What I think the Lord is saying in this verse is, I want you to remember the old things and I want you to remember where I, God, was involved in those things. I want you to look back on your life. I want you to look back, in this case, on the last year, and I want you to remember and bring to your mind all of the ways that I, God, was involved and faithful and provided and was good. That's what we're going to do. Does that sound reasonable to anybody this morning? Good. One of you thinks so. Good. Now, when I look back on 2021 as a church, just some general points but good points, we were very blessed with God's presence last year. God's presence is one of those things, you, it's sometimes hard to quantify or really express or describe what it is, but if you've been a Christian long enough, you know what the manifest presence of God feels like. When God, for lack of a better word, shows up somewhere, you, you, it, it's something that penetrates our soul, and it's something that Again, we may not be able to put language to, but we feel it in here. And we've had that at varying times. I know in, in our personal lives, individually, I've heard a lot of you say, oh, well, God, I just really felt the Lord near to me at such and such a time. And that's awesome. And we've had that as a church as well. I know for a fact there have been many times we've been together as a church, even in the last year, and it's something more than just, oh, well, we all happen to be here in the same room. God is here. We have felt the Lord's presence. We have sensed him here with us. And that is something that cannot be overstated how important that is. Even if we had not one other thing to give thanks for from 2021, like that's enough right there. God's presence has been here. God has been with us. Is that good news to anybody today? Good. It's good to, it's funny about God because when you sense his presence, when you just know that he's near, it's so good and it's so satisfying. Yet at the same time, like we want more. And when we experience it again, anew and afresh, oh, it's so good. And my prayer for 2022 is it would be the very same, that God's presence would be very strong with us when we come together as his people. Now we also consider from 2021 God's provision. Somebody say provision. God has provided for us in 2021. One of the things that he's done for us last year is he, I was thinking about this the other night. He allowed us to meet together almost all year. And I sort of a little bit took that for granted, which is kind of foolish because during COVID that hasn't always been the case. But I think I, I kind of got comfortable again with the thing of, oh yeah, we can meet together. But I got thinking about it. There were a lot of places, even in our own country, other provinces where COVID was like way worse. A lot of churches haven't been able to meet hardly at all in person in the last year. Hardly at all. And we had a brief time last January and February where we weren't supposed to meet. But other than that, we were, we were like, we were open the whole year. And that was a blessing from God that was really kind of beyond our control in a lot of ways. <coughs> Pardon me. But God provided that. So we need to remember to give him thanks for that. Something else God did to provide for us, he, prov he provided financially. Now, we're not going to do a deep dive on the finances. We talked about them a few weeks ago. But if you remember, it was about a year ago at this time. We sat in this very room and we said, here's our budget for 2021. And as we did a forecast for our finances, it was looking like we were going to be about $23,000 the wrong way, this way, in the hole. And we said, okay, well, that's not very good. 
That's not great. That's not super sustainable. But I'll tell you something. God provided for us last year. And I mean, the business of the church is not to run a surplus or to make money. That's not even remotely on the agenda. But we actually finished last year with a little bit of a surplus, which like you look at the paper at the start of the year and you look at the paper at the end of the year, how does, how does that happen? Well, that's God, that's how it happens. And some of that came about because for instance, last winter, we weren't here, the heat and the lights weren't on, so we saved a little bit of money and there were lots of other things. But, but the point is God provided. Turn to your neighbor and say, God provided in 2021. You tell them now. Something else he provided for us is encouragement too. And again, don't overstate how important that is. Last year had its discouraging moments. This year, we don't know. It's very young. It may have some of the same. But I know for, for a fact, there were many times last year that I needed encouragement. I've heard from many of you at different times when you said that you needed encouragement. I think we as a community of believers needed encouragement at times. And God provided that. I've heard, I've heard story after testimony after testimony of how God provided encouragement. As a matter of fact, it says in Romans 15 that God is the God of endurance and encouragement. So it's no surprise that he provides that to us. Now, changing gears, we last year got to connect as a church. We got to connect with a whole bunch of new people, which was pretty cool whether it was people coming to church on a Sunday morning we hadn't met before or whether it was people voting up in here in an election. There were a couple elections that we were a polling station for. We got to meet a lot of new people, which was cool. And I want you to know something. Some of you guys here this morning, I'm not gonna single you out or get you to stand or bow or do a dance or something, but some of you guys that are here this morning have been new in the last year. And I want you to know that you are an encouragement. We just talked about encouragement. You being here, you connecting with us, that's an encouragement to us. So thank you. Matter of fact, here, here's the extent of how I'll single you out. Those of you who have not been new in the last year, you've been hanging around for a while, can we just like for a second show some love to the folks who connected with us last year? Amen. Amen. That's the way. That's the way. Uh, we had a couple of baptisms to report from 2021. A couple of younger folk in our church got baptized, which was awesome. We did it up here in the gym upstairs. Uh, it was really, really good and encouraging. Uh, we pray for lots more of those to come in the future. We participated, a number of you did, in discipleship groups this last year. These are little groups that have kind of run behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, they are little groups of three to five people. Many of you have participated in one of those in the last year. And the feedback that I have always gotten from those is how, how encouraging that was, how awesome, how challenging in a good way, how, how spurring on to my faith being in one of those groups was. So that's a blessing from God in 2021. Uh, turning back to the finances for a second, last year, uh, we as a church gave away $17,000 which is pretty cool. I don't know if you hear that and that sounds like a lot of money or a little bit of money to you. Uh, and the amount sort of isn't relevant. The point is this. We talked last year some about tithing and giving and all that stuff. And early in the year, it kind of came to us. We said, you know, we ought to be tithing as a church. The scriptures don't outright come out and say, you know, the, you know every individual church needs to tithe. We're not going to go way down that road today. But we just felt on our hearts, hey, that would be good and consistent. And we feel the Lord is telling us that 10% of the money that we get as a church is going to go right out the door. Now, 
you could probably guess that that, t- that money, even if it was $10, we could probably, you know, when it comes into our hand, take it and put it in our pocket and use it for something. But we really felt God saying, nope, out the door. So we were able to bless others. We were able to bless organizations like the North End Food Bank and Maritime Christian College. We did the Christmas exchange. Uh, some money went to some other places, but that's a blessing from God. Especially when you consider at the start of the year, we were gonna be like not on the right side of the equation money-wise. Well, God still enabled us to give a fair bit of money away. That's a blessing from the Lord. Something else we did in 2021, I love talking about this next thing. Uh, This is so good. Uh, We did several outreaches. Somebody say outreach. We did several outreaches in 2021, and they were all so fun. So I was remembering a few of them. One of them is we did the steak dinners for the firefighters. You guys remember that? Put together these steak dinner meal care packages for the firefighters right over here. How many of you were wishing you were a firefighter right around that time? Amen. I definitely, the piece of steak was like this thick. I said, ooh. Anyway, I digress. So that was really good. That was a blessing. We just got to go to our neighbors and say, hey, here you go. We're so uh, happy for what you guys are doing. We know you're working hard. We just want to know uh, we love you. God loves you. Here's a blessing for you. That was fun. It's fun to bless others. We did a neighborhood cleanup as well back in April. We struck out down the street this way and there was a ton of garbage and cars are driving by and honking and waving and all this, but we picked up a lot of garbage, just kind of made the neighborhood a little bit of a better place to be. And I was remembering as well, a couple people actually made some money at the the neighborhood cleanup. Someone on this side of the street found $5 in the ditch. Someone on the other side of the road found $20 in the ditch. So next time we do a neighborhood cleanup, it could pay well. I don't know. You should consider, you know, keeping an eye out for that. This summer, we got to bless the Outflow Men's Shelter. They are just a great organization, great ministry uptown. And we spent a a number of weeks in the summer gathering some stuff like books and uh, blankets and belts and like coffee mugs and stuff for those guys. We were able to just send it over to them. Bless you, here you go. Uh, We did, oh, this one was fun. We did, back at the end of the school year in June, we did a whole bunch of candy for the teachers at Champlain Heights School. You remember that? We literally took a carload of sugar, basically, down the street to the teachers down here because people in the education system, man, what you talk about a ride, like for them, it was really difficult year. And for a lot of other professions too, but we just said, look, they're right down the street. They're struggling. Let's bless them. And I still remember we brought these boxes or these buckets or whatever they were of candy in there. And I happened to have an inside source at that school. And she told me everyone was so thankful. And I got emails to say, thank your church so much for this stuff. It was like chocolate and candy and sugar, but it meant so much. That's, that's fun being a blessing to other people. We should do that again, by the way. It was that much fun. Anyway, we also did our grand opening. That was kind of an outreach to say, hey, here we are. Uh, We want to welcome you. We want to connect with you. Come in and uh, see what's going on, basically. Now, the grand opening didn't exactly go the way we had intended to picture it going because right the week before we did it, the COVID rules sort of caught fire and exploded and we had to kind of pivot and things. But we still did it and we still connected with a lot of people. And one guy flipped me the bird on the way out of the parking lot. That was kind of funny, that ministered to me. Uh, But it was really good. We got to connect with a lot of people at the grand opening and eat a lot of hot dogs. We also did the Christmas exchange, which I already mentioned this year. We raised money uh, for people who uh, needed a little bit of extra support around Christmas for a Christmas dinner. That's ministry, that's being a blessing. It was fun. And uh, I wanna just pat you guys on the back for that. Whenever we do one of these outreaches, you guys really, 
respond and you guys really dig deep and, and pour into these. So give your fellow church members a hand for their involvement in outreach this year. Great job. Great job. Yes. Oh, that was fun. Um, another thing from last year, this was also a bit of a behind the scenes thing, but I did want to tell you the elders uh, took uh, a course from Maritime Christian College together this fall. And it was funny. Here's how the conversation went. We should take this course together. We don't have time. Yeah, we should do it anyway. Okay, let's do it. And we didn't have time, but we still did it anyway. And uh, it, you know what? It was really rewarding. It was really, uh, it was challenging. It was stretching. Um, I know Mark told me on many occasions, my assignment was due at 12 midnight. I passed in at 11.58. That was like his signature move, <laughs> his signature move. Um, and you know what? Let me, let me just pause on the elder thing for a second. Some of you guys might not actually know, like we as a church have elders. There are four of us. Um, I am one. Mark Ketch is one. Can you raise your hand, Mark? Richard Jones is one. Jim Edel at the back. If you crane your neck way around, we're the four elders here. And I want to say, like, I love these guys very much. We all get along really well. We got a good thing going. But you know what? Taking this course together actually made it even better. It wasn't, oh, well, we hated each other and we were fighting. And now, you know, we sort of coexist peacefully. No, God used that to take a good thing and make it even better. And on another side note, please pray for your elders. If you want to know, like, how can I be involved in supporting my church this year? Pray for your elders. You can always pray for your elders. We gladly appreciate that and greatly appreciate it. But that was really good. And even just some other of the general things, like we as a church, we can't overlook the fact, like we got to experience and taste and see the glory of God together in 2021. Huge. We as a church got to open the word of God in 2021 that's becoming less and less popular uh, and, and prevalent for people to open God's word. But we did, we opened it and we studied it. And sometimes it said things that we didn't even want to hear, but it was good for us. The word was open. The praise of God in this house was proclaimed in 2021. There was new, fresh joy experienced. I've heard testimonies from you guys about how the Lord did just a, a work of restoring joy in your soul this year, last year. Awesome. There was new hope discovered in 2021. There was a new, fresh peace sometimes experienced by you guys in 2021. There were sins repented of and forgiven by God in 2021. Huge. There were habits that were broken and changed and, and things that were not super beneficial were corrected in 2021. There was grace extended to us by God in 2021. We got the chance to extend grace on numerous occasions to each other on 2021. We have grown in some ways in our Christ-likeness, our sanctification last year. We have seen friendships fostered in the church last year. We have seen community grow and be experienced even through COVID in 2021. We have made memories last year. Some of them good, some of them maybe not so much, but we've definitely had lots of good ones. God has been moving in our church. I want you to understand that. You can't look around and say, oh, well, where's God? Where's God? He's been on the move. That's where he is. I have heard from so many of you guys about God did this in my life. This was not going well, and God showed up and changed it. And we've seen him do things corporately for us as a church. God has been on the move. And the name of Jesus has been lifted high and exalted in this place in 2021. So no matter how many challenges, here's where I'm getting at. No matter how many challenges there were last year, no matter how many challenges there are going to be this year. The point is, God has been faithful. God has been moving. God has been here. And he has blessed. He has provided. He has encouraged. He's been doing stuff. 
And no matter how bad the season gets in other ways, God is good. No matter how bad things are outside, God is greater. God is stronger. And as we look to him and acknowledge him and regard him, that is when it will go well for us. So here's what I want to do. I want us now to just, as a church, corporately together, give the Lord some thanks for all that he did in 2021. Can we just lift that up together, please? Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Now, let's turn the page. We're turning the page from 2021 to 2022. And we most certainly have no idea what this year is going to bring. In reality, we never do. But I think in, in seasons like this, it's just kind of a reminder that, oh yeah, we really don't. We really don't control very much, people. We, we don't know the future. We don't know how things are going to go. So a little bit of the, the itinerary for 2022 is buckle your seatbelt and hold on to something in front of you because it could be a bumpy ride. We don't know. We don't know. But we as leaders have been seeking the Lord. We've been pouring in. We've been asking him, okay, God, what, what is it that you want us to do as a church in 2022? What are you positioning us to do? What is your desire and your will for us in this coming year? And though in so many ways we have no idea how it'll go or what it'll look like, God has given us a little bit of an insight into some things, which is funny. You know how God works sometimes. He'll give you like this much of a glimpse, just enough for you to like take the first step we say, well, God, I want to see the whole path. I want to know what's coming way down the road. And he says, no, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you this much. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen? So what we know or see for this year, I'll start with an easy one. We're going to, as a church, we're going to keep worshiping together. Because again, how many of you know it's important for us to worship together? Yes. Yes. That's the right answer. Now, Again, we don't know what restrictions will come in, what the rules will be. Can we sing? Do we have to wear masks? Do we distance? I don't know. I have no idea. The point is, though, we're going to keep doing this. We are not going to forsake the assembly of the saints. We are not going to give up the habit of meeting together, as it says in Hebrews 10. There may be times in seasons of, for instance, say COVID really flares up and the government says you can't have gatherings for a while. Okay, well, so be it. We're going to follow the rules too. We'll hop onto Zoom for a few weeks if we have to. But the point is, as best as we're able, with the hand that we're dealt, we're going to meet together. We're going to praise the Lord together. We're going to be together. So that's one thing we're going to do in 2022. Now, I also want to bring to your mind uh, 242. Somebody say 242. This is, if you haven't heard of 242, it's our long been in the planning stage family ministry that we tried to launch at least one time last year, maybe more. Um, we had planned to launch it in early October, I think it was. And then again, that's when sort of the COVID bomb was dropped and everything changed. And we, and we were praying to the Lord, okay, what do you want us to do? And what the Lord gave us then was just wait. He didn't say scrap it. He said, just wait. He said, okay, it was kind of, you know, disappointing, but we said, okay, Lord, we'll, we'll trust you. We'll wait. And so the fall has come and the fall is gone. And we had made plans to start it again on January 17th, which is a few weeks from now. And again, you don't need me to tell you how things are going in the world these days. We're in a bit of a, 
kind of hard time COVID-wise right now. And so again, we've been praying to the Lord. Lord, what do you want us to do about 242? And for whatever reason, what the Lord is, is giving us, we've been praying for wisdom, praying for his will. The Lord's telling us again to wait, which it's really, it's really interesting. And I think some of you guys have maybe seen this in your own lives with different things. God will say, here's something I'm preparing you for or wanting you to do. And you say, okay, okay. And then he says, oh, but not yet. You're like, well, God, but I want to do it now. Well, here's the thing. God, God has his own timing. And sometimes God's timing is not the same as our timing. Anybody ever realized or noticed that in your life before? That's kind of what it is with 242. We feel very clear that God is not telling us, get rid of it, don't ever start it. But what he's telling us is just wait. Why? We don't really know, to be honest. We don't really know, but we're trusting him. We, we know that God is all through this process and we trust that we'll be able to start 242 at some point. Yeah, it's disappointing. We want to start it like yesterday. We're ready to go. Let's do it. Uh, but we're going to trust the Lord on this one. And when the time is right, Lord willing, we'll start it. Um, now, what we're going to do, part of 242 is, I mean, it's for everybody, parents, kids, teenagers, couples, single people, the whole thing. I'm going to tell you some stuff that will probably largely pertain to the adults in a minute. But one of the things that is going to sort of be a, a, a ramification of 242 not happening is uh, the kids and the youth, teenagers, say. And we're going to pivot. We don't know exactly what this will look like yet, but we're working on figuring out what we are going to do for our kids and our teenagers in lieu of 242 not happening. Because we feel pretty convicted that the answer can't be, well, we'll just do nothing. Matter of fact, 242, you know where 242 initially began? It began as a little seed like this of God saying to us, you need to do something to pour into the lives of your kids. That's where 242 began. And so if you have any brilliant ideas or the Lord knocks on your door with something, what we can do with kids, teenagers, uh, feel free to bring that up. We would greatly appreciate hearing that, but we're, uh, we're trying to figure that out right now, what that's going to look like. This is all pretty new, so... Uh, but we're trusting the Lord will provide a way in that. We're not worried about that by any means. Now, the next thing then, and this is kind of the meat of what I want to share with you this morning. This is, this is kind of the big ticket item for 2022. What we are going to be doing this year is putting a big effort and emphasis on discipling. Somebody say discipling. That word, discipling, actually sums up our mission as Christians, how many of you know that as a believer, you are part of a mission that God has given you? Yep, good. That mission comes from Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and 19. Jesus says to his disciples, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. In other words, listen up. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. That, that sort of summary word in there is disciple, disciples, discipling, discipleship. That's the, that's the theme, that's the crux of our mission. And if I could really boil down what that word means, disciple, discipling, discipleship, what it really comes down to is this. Discipleship is, it's twofold. It's walking more closely with Jesus yourself and it's coming alongside others and helping them walk more closely with Jesus. It's twofold. Let me say that again and write that down. If you've got notes today, write this down. Discipleship is, number one, walking with Jesus more closely in your own life and number two, 
helping others walk more closely with Jesus in their life. Whether that's someone who's not a Christian yet and you're helping them discover who Jesus is, whether that's someone who is a Christian and you're, you're coming along and encouraging them and spurring them on, whatever the case may be, that is discipleship. And if either one of those aspects is missing, if, it's, if, if, if you're not doing anything to pour into your walk with Christ yourself or you're not doing anything to come alongside others and help them walk more closely with Jesus, like it's an incomplete picture. The mission is twofold. And I will say for sure, there is some discipling happening in our church now, for sure. I'm not saying at all that right now we're at a zero and we need to get to whatever. This is definitely happening. But what we feel the Lord putting on our hearts is let's ramp this up. Let's go for it. This is our mission. Let's take it serious this year. Not that we haven't been, but let's take it more seriously and let's really go for it this year. So we want to do things as a church this year to help equip you walk with Jesus more closely in your own life, right? Because that's, that's a part of discipling, discipleship. Some of these things, some of these ways that will help us as individuals walk more closely with Jesus are going to come out of things like Sunday morning, for instance, you could come to church on a Sunday morning and when we're praising the Lord, when we're opening his word, when we're being encouraged in fellowship together, like our prayer is that the Lord is gonna do a work in our hearts through that that's gonna spur us on to walk more closely with Jesus. Right? That's kind of the idea. When we do um, maybe prayer meetings or times of fasting or, or different things like that, those are all partly designed to help you dial it in and to, and to be spurred on to walk with Jesus more closely in your life. Something else we're doing pertaining to this, uh, some of you may have seen um, some kind of an invitation by email in the last week or so about Bible reading plans. And if you haven't, that's okay. We'll make sure that you get it. But we, uh, we want to get into God's word this year. How many of you know that God's word is living and active and it does stuff? So we want to like really sink our teeth into his word. So my understanding is that some of you ladies, several of you ladies have been sent an email invitation to a year-long Bible reading plan. That's awesome. And I've heard that invitations have gone out as well to a lot of the men in the church. Here's my encouragement. Do these things. Do them. They, uh, these particular ones we're doing, they're on the Bible app, like version on your phone, or you can get it on your computer. And you just go on and you read the devotional and you read the scripture that's in it and you can talk to one another in it. We did a similar thing like for Advent leading up to Christmas. Do those, participate in those. If you haven't gotten an invitation for that yet, don't fret, we'll make sure you get one. If you don't know how to set it up on here, no problem, we'll show you how. It's a free app. Uh, or if you don't have you know, a cell phone with internet, you can get it on your computer. Do these things, it's gonna help you. Reading the Bible is going to help you, and we want to equip you in that way. Now, we also want to do things as a church this year that are going to equip you to help other people walk more closely with Jesus. This is where some of you are going to get a little bit freaked out, right? Because sometimes, sometimes we like to think, well, my faith, it's me and Jesus. And we, got our, we just got a great thing going, me and Jesus, that's great. Well, guess what? Our faith is actually... Jesus and others and us. It's not just, well, you know, I go into the woods and I have my spiritual time with the Lord. It's a big part of this is how you interact with others and how you help others and how you point others toward Jesus. It's a big part. That's our mission, right? So we want to equip you to be able to grow in this this year. And by the way, when I say we want to equip you, what I'm not saying is we, like the elders, we're perfect at this and you guys are not and we are going to come down from on high. And no, we're going to learn in this together. We're going to grow in this together, straight up. 
We want to equip you this year to operate in relational environments. And what I'm not saying is, well, you don't know how to hang out with people and we're going to teach you how. That's not what I mean. But I mean, in a, in a discipling way, in a discipleship context, we want to help you to harness the power of relationships to engage in the mission that God has given you. We want to equip you to operate intentionally. This is one the Lord has nailed me on over the years. I feel that I'm okay at like being relational with people, hanging out with people. How you doing? Sometimes I'm not very intentional. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll meet with them sometime. Probably, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'll, I'll talk to them. I'll pray with them. I'll call them. And then the day, the week comes and it goes and it doesn't get done. Well, that's not very intentional. Well, part of our mission is pouring in with an intentionality. We want to equip you to be able to do that uh, this year. We want to be uh, equipping you to be thinking biblically as well. And what, here's something that a lot of people will think about the mission. It's, well, I can't, I can't get involved in discipling somebody else because I don't know enough about the Bible myself. I've felt that way before. I, I can't talk to that person. I don't know enough. What if they ask X, Y, Z, and I don't know the answer? Here's the thing about the mission. What God does not say about your engagement in the mission is you need to become a Bible scholar and then you can do it. It's not what he says at all. But we do want to grow in this. It doesn't hurt to, to grow in this. And it's not even that, again, you need to memorize or understand every little thing that's in the Bible. But in order to engage in our mission, we need to at least be thinking biblically, have, have a biblical worldview, a biblical mentality, a biblical uh, remembering about, oh yeah, like how we're supposed to treat other people. We want to be anchored in God's word as we get into our mission this year. And so this mission, this discipling, these relational environments, these intentional biblical relational environments, this is a big part of our plans for 2022. And I want you to know that every single one of us has a role to play in this. The mission is not just the work of the few. The mission is not just, oh, well, if you can preach a sermon or lead through communion, you're qualified to do the mission, but if you can't do one of those things, you're not. No, we all have roles to play. We all have different gifts. We all have different opportunities. We all have different spheres of influence with people. The mission is an all-in, all of us, all-in kind of a thing. And we want to, again, equip you to do this. So we're going to kind of kick off some some different kind of relational environments this year as a church. Some of them are gonna sort of look like the life groups that we used to do. How many of you remember life groups? Yeah, a lot of us have been in life groups over the years. We're not gonna over-prescribe these, but our prayer to the Lord is that as we all get onto this discipling mission kind of a mindset, he's gonna end up organizing some of us in some groups, like eight to 12 people who meet together to encourage each other and to open the word together and pray together and have community together. Like that's discipling, that's the mission, that's what's going on. And you know what, the Lord might actually tap on you to lead something like that this year. You say, oh, he wouldn't do that to me, <laughs> not me. Yeah, he might. And our prayer is that you'd be prayerfully considering this and, and allowing yourself to be open to the idea of, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Maybe he wants you to just be in something like that this year, not necessarily lead it. Great, whatever the Lord puts on your heart about that, that's wonderful. We also envision uh, smaller groups happening this year as the Lord leads. Maybe sort of the three to five person size where fewer people go deep or deeper together. You really get into God's word. You really get accountability with one another. You really pray and support and encourage each other. Again, we've been doing these for a couple of years and there's been really good results and feedback from that. 
Maybe the Lord is going to put on you this year to work one-on-one with some people. This is something that I see him doing in my life some. I haven't been in like a life group or a discipleship group kind of thing for a while, but I find what the Lord kind of positions me to do sometimes is to meet one-on-one with people, whether you're sitting across the table from them here at the church or you go to Tim Hortons or whatever. Um, Maybe the Lord's going to equip you to do that this year. Guess what? All of those things are good. All of those things are awesomely good. All of those things are ways that we can work on our mission. But don't miss the relational, intentional, biblical environment in all of those. Here's what we're going to do. I know this is a bit vague, but what we want to do this year is gain a critical mass of people who are in this mindset. I want to be part of the mission. I want to be part of God's kingdom work. What does he want me to do and how can I be equipped to do it? Well, like we want to get a large number of people in on that program this year, in on that process. So we are going to do some training this winter. Uh, We'll give you the details on that for sure. And again, it's not, we know all about this. We're the perfect practitioners and we're gonna bring it down to you. We're gonna learn and grow in this together. We're gonna take steps forward in the mission together this year. And here's the cool thing about this. This is gonna happen regardless of what happens with COVID, right? Like as far as the Sunday morning time goes, we might or might not be able to do those in person sometimes or, or as we normally would. But as far as being intentionally relational with other people, this is something that kind of permeates and, and is bigger than whatever COVID is. So I'm excited about this. And again, I know it's vague as I sit here and talk about it today, but here's, here's my instruction to you today. Be thinking and praying about, Lord, how do you want me? Not do you want me to, how do you want me to get involved in your mission this year? How do you want me to get involved in discipleship this year? How do you want me to grow in my walk with you this year? Who can I come alongside and help grow in their walk this year? Maybe their walk hasn't even begun yet. You guys understand what I'm saying? Is this landing somewhere today? Good. So we'll have more detail on what that's going to look like and when and where this training is going to be and, and what that'll all be like. But what I'm telling you is 2022 is a year of us raising our game in the mission together. Does that sound okay? Good. Now, we're going we're gonna to start winding this down. We're going we're gonna to start coming into our time of prayer this morning. But before we do, I have a quick public service announcement. Um, it's the time of year to sign membership agreements again. Uh, if you've not heard of what that is, we have membership agreements as a church that we sign every year. And it's not sort of an attempt to, oh, you know, create different classes of believers. If you've signed the paper, you're on the A team. And if you didn't sign it, you're on the B team. No, not at all. What the membership agreement is, it's an opportunity to express a commitment to say, hey, I'm all in. I'm all in with my church family this year. And I want to be part of what's going on. And I want to be in. This is my way of, an, an additional way of signifying my commitment and my role and my involvement up in here. And um, here's what I'll say. Sign it or don't sign it. We love you. You're a valued part of our church family and community. Uh, You signing or not signing a piece of paper does nothing to change that. But what I'm saying is it's an opportunity for us to go deeper together. And so if you, I'm not gonna go on and on about the membership agreement this morning, but if you would like to sign one or you wanna know more about it, by all means, uh, come and find me or one of the other elders and we'd be happy to talk to you about those. If you are... Uh, new, like I say, and you have questions, by all means, bring those. If you're not new, 
uh, and you've signed these before, uh, just a reminder, again, we do it every year. It's not just, well, I signed it once 35 years ago and that's cool. No, this is a yearly uh, expression of our commitment to one another and to the Lord. Uh, so they're available online. Uh, they're also, uh, we have hard copies of them kicking around here. If you need one, come and find me. We'll make sure that you get one. Heads nodding on that one. Are we okay on that one? Okay, well, here's the most important thing I can tell you about 2022 then. And then we're gonna, we're gonna go into our time of prayer this morning. The most important thing we can do as a church in 2022, regardless of what programs we're doing, what kind of what kind of services we're doing, what kind of groups we have, the most important thing we can do is to keep our eyes on Jesus this year. Matter of fact, that's everything. If we as a church at any point forget about him or take our eyes off of him and start doing our own thing, we've missed it. We've missed it. The reality is this church belongs to him. This is Jesus' church. I don't know whose church you think it is this morning. It belongs to Jesus. The reality is that he is the head of the church. He is the chief shepherd. He is our Lord and our Savior and our King and our Master. This whole thing this whole thing is about him and it's for him and it's to him and it's by his power. Jesus is all through this. And my prayer for us this year, my heart, and I pray for this a lot actually for you guys, for all of us, is that we would turn our eyes on Jesus and keep our eyes on Jesus and fix our eyes on Jesus. It says in Hosea 6.3, we're encouraged to, it says, let us press on to know the Lord. Not just know about him, not just have some facts about him, but to know and experience and walk with and abide with and worship and enjoy and experience the Lord. That's everything. So as we do all the things that we're gonna do this year, that is the goal, that is the prize, that is the point and purpose. It's all about Jesus. Furthermore, as we begin this year, we're, again, it's, it's been a crazy last year. It could be a crazy this year. Jesus is who and what we need through all of this. At no point can we afford to take our eyes off of him. Matter of fact, it says in John 15 that he is the vine and we are the branches. And apart from him, we can do how much? Nothing. 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 